Hey, New City. This is Nate Claiborne, and I'm here today with Jonathan Duckett. How are we doing, Duckett? I'm doing real good. So we are continuing the conversation we've been having over the last couple weeks about uh, New City student community, or NCSC as we call it. Um, first episode, we kind of gave a little bit of a what is student community. Um, then we gave last episode, we gave a little bit of background into how we got into youth ministry, what our, our experiences and training have been. And so now we're going to kind of wrap up this mini series by talking about uh, what we're about in student community. So kind mm-hmm. of why is why is student community the way that it is? The why. The why, yeah. Not to be confused with YMCA. Oh, yeah. Whew. I'm glad you clarified that. That could have been bad. Because <laughs> that's not what we are. That's not. We are not that. Um, but let's, I guess we'll kind of start with just the, we'll, we'll kind of start at the surface and then keep uh, going down a level. Yeah. Uh, but on the surface, student community is like a community group more than it's like a church service. Mm. And that's very intentional on our part. Maybe it would be helpful just briefly to talk about what's distinctive at New City about community groups then, too. Yeah, I guess we could say, yeah, so community groups historically at New City have been primarily for connection and care. Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of the vision we have as well in student community is it's like a community group. It's a place for students from the church, Mm -hmm. even students from outside of New City to connect with other Christian students and find friendships, find value there, and then also be in an environment where they can receive care as needed. Right. Really, it's a it's on a leader's radar that so and so is going through something, and mm-hmm. you know we can kind of lean in. And uh, at this point, we we try to keep ratios at a certain level, so there's a certain number of adults per student, so that it's no we're not we're always going to have people on the margins. I think mm-hmm. especially as we grow, yeah. Um, but we're hoping those margins are smaller and smaller as yeah. we grow. We don't want it to be a place where it's easy to to fly under the radar. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So. Um, the worship experience piece, though, I, I kind of I'll let you explain this a little bit. But why are we not trying to duplicate a worship experience? There's a lot of reasons. Yeah. Um, that some of them draw from our own experience. Mm-hmm. I think so. Um, I grew up in a, a pretty. I, I mentioned this on the podcast last time. I think that I grew up in a in a relatively normal, I guess, uh, average youth group, med- like medium size. Uh, we had a uh, you know a, a band and there would be preaching or teaching uh, and there was sort of like a community time before and we would play pool and then you would all gather in the meeting room and then there would be a couple songs and most of the time it was well, it was sort of a substitute worship experience that was contextualized for young people because God knows they don't want to be in the main church service right so we sort of sequester them off into something that's more relevant for them so that no one's sort of uncomfortable by these irreverent youths sitting up there in the back all together cutting up and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, sending texts and just crossing their arms during the, the the music and all of that stuff. And so, um, so we we want to resist that. Um, I don't, and I mean, yours is probably a similar. Yeah, it's it's kind of it's funny you mentioned like we don't want them in the main service. When I'm thinking in my experience growing up, mm-hmm. our youth group Wednesday night meetings was like a, an alternate church service mm-hmm. in all the ways that you yeah. could think of it. But there was also a student section in the main service. So mm-hmm. it's like, not, it's not as if students didn't go to yeah. church on Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There was, it was kind of a both, like the students would all sit together on Sunday mm-hmm. morning and Sunday night, if you had a Sunday night service. And then Wednesday night, there was a Wednesday night service, but the youth group didn't go to that. They would only, they would go to their own thing. Yeah. 
Yeah, totally. Uh, and so uh, we want to resist. We want to resist this idea that uh, the church ought to be segregated into these sort of age-specific groups and contexts. I think uh, the 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 corporate gathering is just that. It's corporate. And so it's for everyone. And this is something that I, I talk a lot with my, my fourth and fifth grade students about, too, in G45. It's like they need to know, because I believe it very strongly, that the, the, the church is for them. The, cor- the community, the corporate gathering is for them. We talked about, um, maybe we talked about it on, this, on the podcast, about how this sort of statistic of, um, you know, students that graduate high school go into college, and so like the the vast majority of them leave leave the faith. That doesn't start, and or doesn't really happen in college. They're right. secularized before then, and I think a part of the reason for that is because they get this message that the church isn't for them. Like they they they've ne- they've never encountered the the challenges of real community life. They've never and they've never sort of. They've sort of been inoculated and uh, and and segregated a, a up against what real community in the church looks like, um, and so if we uh, if we continue to do that, we can expect to see the same sort of results persist. And so that's like at least one of the many reasons why we don't want to substitute a church service. There are other reasons too. I mean, uh, wanting to emphasize the community group aspect of it. Uh, you know, we're not coming here as a we're not coming here to. I, I, all things should be worship. Let's just clarify. All things should be worshipful. Mm-hmm. But when we think in the modern sense of what a, a worship service is, where it's m- music and preaching, um, we're not trying to do that. We're, 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 our purpose is completely different. We're worshiping in a different way, we might say. Yeah. Um, where we're trying, where we're uh, eating a meal together, communing with each other, gathering over God's word, but in a sort of conversational sense. Not exactly Bible study, but not totally distinct from Bible study either. Yeah, there's um, elements of it at least. Yeah, exactly. Um, but it's it, there is there's a teaching element, but the teaching element is is not the reason we're getting together. The teaching element is providing structure for the reason that we're getting together, which again is that community and care mm-hmm. piece. Uh, is there anything you would add? We, I'm thinking maybe it's helpful if we clarify too that it's we think of what student community is works in conjunction with what corporate worship on Sunday is. Mm-hmm. And so it's... Um, this principle kind of it's, – it's based on the way we see Jesus conducting ministry in the Gospels, but it, it mostly comes from a book called Discipleship That Fits. Mm. Um, and so we, we're looking at it as, well, students are in church on Sunday morning. That's the large gathering, big group. And then they can come to student community on Sunday nights, and that's now a smaller environment where it's possible to know everyone mm-hmm. within the environment. And then the way we've been doing student community for this past year is we then subdivide down into small groups within yeah. – that are age and gender specific. And so now they're in an even smaller environment where they could actually go deeper with each other and be more transparent, vulnerable if they're comfortable with that. And then even within that, we meet up with students individually. So there's kind of a, we see that with Jesus where he had the crowds and then he had the 12 and Mm -hmm. then he had the three and Mm -hmm. then he had the one. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so we're trying to provide a structure where that's duplicatable. Yeah, yeah, I think that's right. And I think there's another thing too that I would add as well. which is uh, we do keep it specifically for students. So I know I said like we don't want to age segregate, and that's true. But there is a, there is something valuable in having sort of groups of similar life stage together, uh, and young 
people, students specifically in middle school and high school, uh, that's a unique time, and uh, it's helpful to have a, a sort of camaraderie, solidarity in, in, in a context like that. And that's almost like a societal thing. I mean, I think we have, there are other, there are non-Christian organizations that are dedicated just for, just to middle school, high school, uh, you know, community centers and the like. Yeah. Boy Scouts, Girl Scouts, that sort of thing. And so this isn't something I think that's unique to the church that we have sort of a program or a, a we call it a community, I think rightly so, um, specifically for middle school and high school students. Um, so that said, like we, we sort of we do age segregate in that way, but not because we think that the, that the students should be kept from the wider corporate body uh, because of their age. But more like, no, we we sort of want to help form them in a a setting that's kind of uh, a proving ground for them to be able to exercise things amongst themselves that then they can carry into the wider corporate body. So the expectation is that they're going to enter into the life of the wider church. And this is sort of one of the places that they can kind of be safe to practice and fail certain areas of that. Yeah, it's a a forerunner to a lot of the more... Uh, adult-specific ministries that we yeah. have and, and opportunities like that, some of the things that are um, in process now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's right. So that's kind of a gist of this is why it is the way it is, but there's some other – we could go a little bit deeper on some of the philosophy behind student community. And mm-hmm. I think we, we were talking earlier about consumerism and sure. how we're kind of pushing against that. You have some thoughts you want to flesh out for so us? So many, man. And I, <laughs> let me – hold on. i got to go get my preacher's – sort of soapbox. <laughs> yeah, you set that up over in the corner. Consumerism can... is the problem of our age. Um, I think consumerism, um, maybe we should define it first, or at least what we mean yeah, by yeah, it. Yeah, I guess what we, a consumer mentality is um, just showing up to something to get something. Yeah. I know that's that's vague, but it's mm-hmm. I'm, I don't have to contribute. Yes. Um, and to be fair, we, we clarified this a little bit in an earlier discussion. That there's nothing wrong per se with consuming. Right. You have to. You have to. Yeah. You you are a consumer to some degree. But the idea that I can come to this event or this community and just consume and not contribute, Mm -hmm. that's what we're pushing against. Exactly. Yeah. There's a posture. And I think that it's helpful to maybe frame it out as a, uh, as something like a a food analogy, Um, thinking like a buffet, thinking like I'm going to pick and choose based on what works for me, what I like. And so I've actually experienced, and this has even happened at New City, and if a parent or set of parents or student listens to this and they can resonate, um, I want them to hear me say, like, there's no real judgment happening. Uh, it's, a, it's more of a phenomenon than I would say, like, oh, you're a bad person for this. Uh, but, I, but even if that's the case, even if you do relate to this, maybe I could invite you to, to, to take a step back and, and reconsider what are your motivations for, for choosing the church that you do. So with that said, I've heard a number of folks say, um, and you, I think, have seen this too, like, my kids like this, the youth group at that church, so, that, so we're probably going to start going to, to that church. Uh, that's almost like the first in for for a church swap, right? Mm-hmm. And I mean, you could argue too that um, in the church, mostly the church growth happens not from new conversions, but from church swapping, you know, right? Uh, for for this reason or that. And sometimes there are really good reasons to leave a church. I would I would humbly and respectfully submit that I don't know that um, liking one youth ministry over and against another is the best reason. Um, but that's again, and, and so I, I say what we're trying to do is resist this consumeristic mindset where 
we say, oh, we like this ministry. We like that the church does that. We like that they share this value, and so we're going to go to that church. We like the preaching better, the music better, the youth group ministry better. Um, so that's sort of consumeristic, the consumeristic posture when we think about, you know, church attendance or church membership. Um, so how does that apply to student community? Well, when we think of student community, um, and we use the word community so intentionally, um, I would say it, we do come to consume, uh, and you sort of can't help that being a creature. I think we mentioned that already. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that what you want to think about is a community is also something in which the consuming happens in the same kind of context as contributing. So like a farm, for example, uh, or a settlement, if you think about like, you know, the the settlers that came to America. And there was all this, there was a, an inherent need that everyone eats, but you also have an inherent need that everyone contributes. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if everyone's consuming, you get this sort of Jamestown issue where the, like things were kind of dying and John Smith comes, comes up and says like, he who does not work shall not eat kind of thing. Uh, now that can sound really hard nosed and really like sort of non-compromising. Um, and that's, we we also don't want to give that the impression that like oh if you come in with a consumer mindset you're out the door and you know no compassion or whatever yeah I don't think that's I don't think that's the experience that I've had but what I would say is that someone who is coming to New City student community expecting to just be able to show up and leave and have it just as like an hour or two on Sunday night where they have a thing to be at. Uh, and like that person who's coming with that kind of mindset and posture, they actually might not be very comfortable to be honest. Um, because we do kind of have expectations of folks who walk in the door. Um, we want, we want to be hospitable and I think we are pretty hospitable. We want people to feel welcome, but we're going to be like, Hey, like come play with us. I mean, we're going to go out and we're going to play ultimate Frisbee. And ultimate Frisbee might not be (laughs) your thing. You may not be an active person at all. You might not like that sport. Um, but that's not the point. The point is that we're doing this activity together. And so we kind of expect you to, to come along with us because in those settings, community happens. And so you're kind of contributing uh, yourself to to the, the life in the community. Uh, and so we don't we, we, we want to resist this idea that you can just kind of come and do what you want and just sort of coast. Um, like, no, we, we, we think that this is a place where uh, those who come also contribute in a way. Uh, but it's, it's a supported contributing, if that makes sense. It's like we don't expect you to come and have no care and to just come and offer everything with nothing in return. No, like we want to come alongside you and walk with you and practice the, what it means to follow Jesus with you. Um, and so there, it's, it's, it's very simple and yet also a little bit complex at the same time. Yeah. It might be helpful to uh, a couple things from like New City philosophy of ministry that I remember mm-hmm. from early on uh, might clarify it even further of um, we are, New City as a church has never wanted to provide people with a menu with items to pick from so much mm-hmm. as a map mm-hmm. with steps to follow Hundred uh, yeah. percent for the purpose of forming and making whole life disciples. And yeah. so in student community, it's kind of the same thing. You're coming to a community to know and to be known, mm-hmm. and that requires something of you. You can't passively, you can you can coast. I think we could say you can coast to some extent in student community, but it's going against the grain mm-hmm. 
Because yeah. it, it, since it's not like a tr- like at a church service, you can just show up, consume, and leave. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But because of our small group structure, because of our let's do things together, let's mm-hmm. share a meal together, let's get to know one another, there's this push for you have to actually – and contribute doesn't mean like necessarily you have to serve. No. But we do provide a – a map that could lead students in that direction. Do mm-hmm. you want to actually be formed mm-hmm. and discipled? Mm-hmm. Well, we're going to start asking things of you to help you be a leader, to help you grow as a leader. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's really good. Um, there are a couple of things that I, that as you were speaking it, you, you were kind of making me think about it. Um, one of them was, um, you know, consuming and going back to this consuming idea. Um, we, it's not like, yeah, we expect folks to come and like move tables and chairs and feed people like well, that's not what we mean by contribute uh, what we mean by contribute again is contributing contributing yourself uh, I've seen a number of folks come and go at student community and the typically the ones that that go are the ones that you know sort of come and, and are not interested in in connecting with people um, and I would also say like we're, we're our group is really good about pursuing folks uh, I mean, you're good about pursuing folks. Our, our volunteers are great about pursuing folks, and even our students. It's kind of part of the – it's the DNA that we've tried to weave mm-hmm. into the whole structure. Yeah, and, and we want you to kind of – we want you to come alongside us. Uh, but if you're – something that C.S. Lewis says, to love it all is to be vulnerable. Uh, like, I guess what I what we mean is that there's kind of an expectation of vulnerability when you walk in the door. Like, mm-hmm. we expect you to be vulnerable with yourself, to contribute yourself. And if you're not willing to do that, again, it, it might not be a place where you're going to really enjoy your time. Yeah. Um, I also think about this idea. There's this um, really good uh, YouTube channel that I follow, and one of the things that they say is that they say, um, comfort kills creativity. Uh, um, they have a sort of tagline. They say, seek discomfort. Um, this whole idea that uh, comfort is kind of something that uh, it, it inhibits us and holds us back, and that most often the best things in life are on the other side of discomfort. Um, physical fitness is always on the other side of discomfort. Mm-hmm. Um, real good community, I believe, is similar. I think real good Christ-honoring Christ-like community is on the other side of discomfort. Vulnerability is never comfortable. And so even though we have this sort of vibe of comfort when we when folks walk in in terms of the lighting is low and warm and there's music and food and, and laughter, at the same time, I mean, I think that it's fair to say that, I mean, there are measures of discomfort that we experience in the best possible way um, in student community. Uh, yeah. And so, again, when, when, when a new person comes, if, if, if we were to... You know, next week, if a, if a family were to come uh, and visit New City for the first time and ask, like, what do you guys have for student ministry? And then we point them to this content or to this podcast. I would want them to hear us say or me say, like, hey, we love our students deeply. Uh, and uh, but we're you know, we're going to um, it's going to be sort of uncomfortable in the best possible sense, because it's a real community that we're trying to build, not just an event, not just a, a, a youth group. Um, this is a these these are disciples of Jesus that we're wanting to see formed, um, and uh, and so and that again that that goes back to that resisting consumerism, seeking discomfort, seeking vulnerability, all within the context of connection and care. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that it could be an avenue of growth for students. Right. I mean, Absolutely. so it's it's assumed it's assumed that they're part of a. They're, they're part of the corporate worship service. This is another avenue that goes mm-hmm. in tandem with that. And it's part of the, I said this earlier, um, 
there's the saying, it takes a village to raise a kid. And yeah. We say it takes a church to raise a Christian. Right. Yeah. And I think that's such a helpful, um, that's such a helpful sentence, especially because uh, it means that regardless of your sort of context or life stage, uh, you're included in that. So uh, kind of going back to, I think I might have touched on it again in one of the previous podcasts, but you're not, you don't have kids yourself. Mm-hmm. I'm not married and I don't have kids. Um, are we qualified to work with students? Uh, I actually think we're quite qualified, not just professionally, but we're qualified by very nature of the fact that we follow Jesus and we have something to contribute to these students that their parents can't, not necessarily in our singleness or lack of children, but partly, but also because uh, we're followers of Jesus that were made uniquely and called by him to care for his His people. And so... Uh, it takes a church to raise a Christian includes by necessity all within that, that community, uh, married or not having kids or not. Yeah. Um, and so I would, um, you know, invite parents to, to consider the importance of like, so if, uh, if a, if a set of parents at new city, whose students don't come to student community listens to this, um, I would invite them to consider the, the importance of, uh, in the discipleship of their students, of having other voices than their own uh, involved in their life and in their upbringing and in their discipleship, because that's all part of what we're trying to do with our with our students at NCSC, for sure. Yeah, yeah, and I, I, I could even say too, and in some ways, to re- to kind of expand on the point of not having kids, there's a way in which we have more margin. Mm-hmm. Because we don't have kids. Yeah. So then it's, I, I can give more of my time and attention to someone else's teenagers because mm-hmm. I'm not wrangling my, my, wrangling my yeah. own. Yeah. Um, and that's that's the way I've thought about it. I think I, I told one of my classes this a while ago, but if, and even student community, I think mm-hmm. if we had kids, we would not be doing student community at, at yeah. this stage in our life. I think that's very possible. Just to ensure that our first ministry would be to our own children mm-hmm. and I wouldn't. I don't know that I personally would be able to juggle that very well, but yeah. since I don't have my own children, then I'm able to mm-hmm. devote that service, time, and attention to helping someone else raise their children. Yeah, it kind of, uh, it kind of reminds me of what Paul says about singleness, uh, saying that um, you know, it's, it's when, when, you have a, when you have a spouse, you're mostly thinking about providing for them and caring for them. Uh, and so you, your sort of attention is divided in that way. And we don't have that, well, in terms of children, applying that to children, we, we don't have that nece- like limitation, as mm. you might call it. I hate to call children a limitation, and they're beautiful. Uh, but in the, in the context of ministry, we could, we could see it that we could way. Say, we could say we're not looking at children as a limitation so much as we have a high view of what it means to parent. Right, yeah. Even though we're not parents, and so we look at it as, well, if we had children, mm-hmm. we would manage our time a lot differently, but since we yeah. don't. And I think even... To that point, having a high view of parenting, we also see that parents need help, and mm-hmm. we we want to offer ourselves as possible help me help meets for them. Uh, you know, so we don't see. Um, now, I think unfortunately, we have students that will come in um, who need parenting, whose parents uh, are are just trying. And I would say a lot of times they may not. They're probably not church attenders at New City. Um, uh, but the, it, it's not unheard of to have non-Christian parents coming in and just trying to like lose their kid for two hours for free. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And say like, oh, let's just drop them off. Like, I, I hate to vilify that, but I think it does happen. Maybe not with us so much, but it might in the yeah. future. 
So my point in that and bringing that up and giving that sad example is in some contexts and cases, uh, parenting, like the, a sort of parental role, has to sort of happen with, with how we in, engage with the students. Um, but overall, we really see ourselves not as parent substitutes, but as parent helpers. We want to equip and resource parents as best we can to love their students, to love their kids well as they disciple them and as we help them disciple them. Uh, and so that's I think I think that's our posture. Yeah, um, that's a good that's a good summary of our our why mm-hmm. um, that I think kind of just encapsulates yeah. everything we're we're yeah. about with student community. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it's been good chatting with you about this, Duckett. I'm I know we talk about things offline. Now we're talking about things online. Yeah. We just want to throw it out there that we are doing an open house for student community on the first Sunday in June. Yep. Um, so if you're listening to this and you are at New City and your kids haven't come to student community or you're listening to this and you don't even go to New City, we'd love to have you come out mm-hmm. on a Sunday night and hear a little bit more about some of these things we've been talking about, actually see what student communities like mm. on a given Sunday. I'm going to throw a curveball at you okay. and say, could we also maybe say if you're interested in, in working in student community, you this would be an opportunity to come in and see, uh, not necessarily that we're looking for volunteers right now, but this could be a, a, a place for you to come in and, and check it out. Yeah. Yeah. We could say that too. Okay. Cool. Yeah. You were, you were allowed to say no, stay away Yeah, <laughs> right there. But I thought, I just thought of it off the top of that's my head. A, I didn't think of it. I'm glad you did. Cause that's a good, that's okay. a good call. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's been great talking to you too. I love, I love that we get to work together and I love what we do. It's fun times. It is fun times for everyone. For all. Well, yeah. Well, I maybe guess. not. <laughs> well, yeah. until next time. Until next time. See ya.